and welcome to another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, as always, I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California, and with me via satellite in Oklahoma City is Randy Heyer. Hey, Randy. Hey, Will. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we just spent a lot of time kind of catching up on the old days, a little too much time, but... We did. No, not um, too much. The perfect amount, not too much. man. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the old days, uh, this week we're, we're bringing in an, a video store classic from the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. You probably already know by the title of this episode, but it is Cube, uh, 1997, a staple of the new release shelf in the late 90s. Um, <laughs> direct to video? It is a, Question mark? Uh, I don't think it was direct to video, but it was a limited run release okay. that had uh, a bigger kind of... Uh, viewership on video. Certainly uh, in Canada, it was a first-run movie, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. It's extremely Canadian. Like it is the, very Canadian. The dialect is thick. Um, and this movie, like, it it was just, it was around. A lot of people I knew had seen it and had heard of it, and it's just, it came out around the same time as Pi, uh, mm-hmm. the Aronofsky movie, and it was kind of compared to a, it was like, a kind of a pie-like movie, um, and which I can kind of see that a little bit. Just from um, the picture, I always would think Matrix would come to mind. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of movies like 13th Floor was directly ripping off the Matrix with green and stuff. This is red, yeah. I think, on the cover and shit. But like, um, there's another movie called Virus with like Jamie Lee Curtis that just mm-hmm. I remember in my mind, I just people saying that this is sci-fi. It's sort of like I was thinking about this analogy when I was watching it. When people will say music is blues based, I immediately am like, no, I don't I don't want to hear it. It sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. But like if I actually listen to it, it's like a lot of music I love is very blues based. You know, there's just like degrees that you can like too much salt ruins the meal. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when I hear sci-fi, my first instinct is, like, I don't care. Like, my, my in, I don't, I kind of turn off, you know, because I, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, something bad. But then, you know, when I think about it, it's like, no, like, lots of my favorite movies are sci Like, Alien, for instance, is, like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies ever. But it's, like... I'm just kind of like, well, you should have just said it's like alien instead of saying it's like sci-fi, you know? And this is only like, this is sci-fi, but it's not, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's such a broad thing. Cause like you can do sci-fi, like someone's like, I'm really into sci-fi. I love like Firefly. And I'm like, okay, exactly. That is right. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't necessarily enjoy that kind of stuff, but I'm like, I love Total Recall and I can definitely see some Firefly elements in Total Recall. Um, and I will watch that movie every goddamn year because mm-hmm. uh, I love it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I definitely have some crossover there. And, you know, I do watch a lot of fun. And, you know, and I, I, I dislike Joss Whedon a lot. but I too, do like the, I do like the Marvel movies that he did. So, like, whatever. Um, so, like, I don't know. It's Cabin it's, in it's the rough. Woods. Yeah. Certainly, owes Cabin in the Woods to is good. Movie too. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I did. I did like that movie. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like that, 
you know, when I, I work on that, on my nerd rage show, I work with a lot of like really nerdy people and it's like they're, I'm, I'm a nerdy guy, whatever, but it's just like my tastes are very different mm-hmm. than a lot of those uh, folks that I work with. And so they will talk about things in this like very broad mm-hmm. kind of like Joss Whedon type thing. And I'm like, oh no, uh, there's another, there's another level of sci-fi that you guys have yet to tap into. Uh, that is very different, but related, very closely related. Yeah, that's the and same that is. Sorry, yeah, I think that's what Cube is. It is very sci-fi, um, very clearly sci-fi, but it's it's in a different kind of genre. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so. Um, yeah, yeah. I have not shown any of my friends Stalker yet. And I'm like, oh, you want sci-fi? Here's a sci-fi movie. <laughs> uh, and I've never watched so, Stalker. It have you not? Seems long to me. And it is. You gotta. I know it's, that it's, I'm, it's not too long. Like I couldn't handle it, but I've just got to be in the right mood. I'm waiting for. It the draws time. you in. Yes. It, and it it is a thing that I caught it by accident. I caught it like a quarter of the way through when it was showing in a lobby in film school before class. And I was like, what is this? Mm. It just, it draws you in. It's got a power to it. It's really amazing. Mm. Um, but this movie is like, this movie Cube from 97, and I'm going to butcher his name, the director. Why don't you give it to me? Uh, uh, dang it. Vincenzo. Vin- Vincenzo Natali. Natali. Vincenzo. Yeah. Let's say, I don't know. Vincenzo yeah, Natali. And you said he was from, he's American-Canadian from Detroit. He's from Detroit. Um, and so this this movie feels very Canadian. Um, yeah. They, like it's got actors that I really don't know. When David and, Hewitt is like your big star, you know mm, that the movie is Canadian. You know, like yeah. it might as well have been Hugh Dillon. Or somebody, that's another just like a Canadian ass, like, oh, this is a Canadian movie. Um, David Hewitt is from Penn, Pin, Pin. Sorry, that's my my regional dialect. Yeah. P, P-I-N. It's this yeah. kind of obscure movie. It's based on um, like Xander Stern or some, one of those like not Stephen King like a John mm-hmm. Saul contemporary. Yeah, um, okay. But Penn is about... Um, it's like a super awesome movie that I wish was more available. I've been wanting to watch it so bad. It came out on DVD through Anchor Bay, and it's been out of print since then. But it's about this this kid, these two kids, who... It's Andrew Niederman. It's based on a novel by Andrew Niederman, who are raised by their dad, who has a hard time relating to them, but he does ventriloquism with this, like, dummy that's, like, a clear skin to show muscles and stuff. It's life-size. Mm. He talks through it, and it's named Pen, like Pinocchio. And then mm. they die, and the son has, like, a total mental collapse, brings Pen home, and starts talking for Pen. And so it's mm. sort of a, a weird deconstruction of Psycho. It's it's terrific. Like it's wow, like I Psycho. Wish. It's like Psycho meets the Beaver. <laughs> Dude, that's actually a perfect. <laughs> like it, the setting really? is very Beaver esque. It's in like a nice house in the country and stuff. But it's a super Canadian movie. 
Uh, Sanders Stern is the director, so uh, that's where I got that name from. But David yeah. Hewitt, he's the star of it, and he's it's a it's a terrific like kind of cold, weird performance, and he plays the main who turns. It seems like he's the kind of the villain, but it turns out he's sort yeah. of more of the protagonist in yeah. Cube. But he, um, yeah. I kind of like that about this movie the 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 character twists in this and who is doing what uh, oh i agree man back out of this that's the best part of this movie i thought i I almost was like we're almost like in romero territory like Mm -hmm. the best of romero yeah when you had that guy who seemed and i thought they were doing a romero thing by having like the only uh black actor was like the (laughs) level-headed leader and stuff mm-hmm. but then his character ends up like just getting losing his mind basically mm-hmm. you know and like and i love also i was just thinking like if this was made in america he would like at the height of him being crazy would have suddenly died or something would have happened you know yeah. but they have like kind of a beat afterwards where he has to kind of like he's come down from his mania and he has to live with like the actions Mm-hmm. That he's done. He still has to like be part of the team, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just to speak to what you were saying, I mean, there's parts of this that are wonderful. I mean, and yeah. By the way, if you want to like not have this movie spoiled, you should probably not listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> this. This movie is pretty widely available. I watched it on. I think I watched it on Plex, but it's also on Tubi. I watched it on um, Tubi. Yeah, I think on Plex, on Plex there were a ton of commercials. I mm. was really not happy about that, but um, I they think come at weird times too. Yeah, one of them happened. It was like at a tense moment or something. Yeah, it was we were like, like why did it do this? Yeah, and well, so yeah, it it it. Um, but the movie itself, I mean, really, what is happening from the very get go is like all these people are in a cube, and there's like they get into a box. And there's these different hatches and they all kind of lead to another cube. And mm-hmm. some of the cubes have traps in them and some of them are empty and you are finding a path out. Essentially. Way less traps than you'd think, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you, you think there's going to be a lot of like blood and stuff, especially after the first scene where you get, see a guy get cubed. <laughs> yeah, by you do. Some razor wire. And that's Julian uh, Richings who plays um, the legendary punk rocker in Hardcore Logo that uh, they're all doing the Bucky Hate. He plays Bucky Hate in <laughs> that. And he's he's just a legendary actor. He's been in, like, a ton of stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah they're, they're kind of like... The Cube. It's great. So all, all these people in this Cube prison thing, they they meet up in a, in another Cube and they're trying to get out. And it's really, that's kind of the, the, the whole plot of the movie is that you see all their characters develop as they try to figure out how to get out of here. Um, Nobody knows how they got there. And it's not a Saw type thing where like suddenly it's revealed that everybody is like intricately tied to it. Some people are, but some people aren't, you know, some mm-hmm. people, it seems like maybe are put in there for their skills and talents yeah. and stuff. But like, what's the, the guy who is sort of the main character who becomes in a turn, the antagonist, what's his 
connection to the cube. I think he's just a guy that they put yeah. in there. That they were yeah. like, this guy's going to be violent and crazy. Like, let's do him. Yeah. I don't know. And I haven't seen any of the sequels yet, so I don't even know, like... Oh, you didn't watch that Cube explained? 2? Mm-mm. Former guest it's, Lucas Dunn has for about 20 years told me that Hypercube, Cube 2, is one of the best movies ever, one of the best sequels ever. And... Uh, you don't agree? Man, I, I was... On our private Discord that you're on, I was roasting him the other day about it. Yeah. I was like, man. I saw that. This but he, I think, granted, he was shown that movie by Dan Deacon, who probably had some cosmic explanation of, like, why it's a good movie. And I, w- I could probably be convinced by Dan Deacon. <laughs> when you're, like, 21 years old or something? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I'm also like, uh, well, but, yeah, watch it. This is like, watch it again before you recommend it to somebody yeah. else. He's been telling me how good Cube 2 is for a long time. And Cube 2 is nowhere near as good as Cube 1. Because I really liked this movie, Cube 1. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I feel like it's a movie that like, it's so just like, is like, oh, we're building the world out. Do you want to see more? Do you want to see more? But it like absolutely doesn't need more like a la mm-hmm. Hellraiser or something where it's yeah. like, oh, you just can't resist because you just like, you want more Pinhead, you know, like yeah. you want more Cube, but like truly it would have been better to just stay with this. It would have been movie. one, one beautiful movie, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, yeah. do you think they built one Cube for this? I was actually talking about this with, with my wife this morning, like, um, cause we both watched it and we both had never seen it before. And I was like, my film, my film school nerd, uh, brain kicked in. I'm like, just thinking like they just had one cube and then they kind of had half cubes where they were looking through the hatches Yeah. so that you could see like the back wall and then they would just change the color of the cube yeah. uh, with every scene and then like change the camera angle to make it look like they're coming out of one and into another. And I'm like, wow, like this is like a, a cheap movie that they did very well. Um, I was really impressed with um, how well this movie was like kind of planned out um, and done very simply. And yeah. it was also like very dramatic and like drew you in. Um, Absolutely, man. So simple. There's like, yeah, and the art direction was, that's sort of the one of the key differences from Cube to Hypercube is that it's all a white cube and stuff and hypercube. There's like, and then this one, there's all these like weird designs and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, and they're wearing matching like prison uniforms or something. And in part two, they're just all wearing street clothes. Like it just, it felt like a lot cheaper. And I don't know, just sort of unnecessary. And like ultimately... I thought I was going to be wrong, like, oh, maybe they're going to pull some cool twist at the end of two, and I was vindicated. They wasted, I was just like a lot of, for nothing. But this was like kind of a use the whole Buffalo type movie, Mm -hmm. you know, like nothing was really wasted. There was a little bit of fillers of just like the camera being like, whoa, like psychedelic against the cube as it's like, how do we get out of here? Yeah. But... I'm, yeah, I don't know. I was very impressed by this movie. I, I too, I don't know. Did I mention this already? I didn't watch it either until just now. I'm like, yeah, it I, it felt like a really good like TV movie where it's like this. Ca- yeah. if this 
like this could have shown on T like the sci-fi channel or something, but it's also like, oh, wow, they really kind of like we're, we're going for it on this one and they really did a good job. And so it's like, it's low budget, but it's like, it's really engaging. And it's like, um, again, this was like a staple of the video store shelf for a long time. And yeah. like the late nineties into the early two thousands, it spawned two more sequels at least. And then I think it was just remade. Uh, in uh, China, I think it's Japanese, and I'm Japanese. Actually, I'm I'm into it. I I, I very much would like to see their interpretation of this. Yes. So we we hear a lot about like, okay, well, this is just a remake of a Japanese American remake of a Japanese movie. You should just go see the Japanese. But I'm like, no, I kind of want to see what the American take on this Japanese movie. And then on the flip side, like, I always like it when a foreign like a foreign language movie comes out based on an american movie. Yeah. And I'm man. like I want to see what they what their interpretation of this story is. They, how they do it. There's a Japanese remake of Unforgiven that I've never yes. seen. Yes, I want like, to see that. I want to see that too. And we should do that at some point. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be cool. And then there's the Japanese uh, or maybe Chinese remake of uh Blood Simple, but it's oh, set really? in a different time period. It's set in like the 1800s in like Japan or China or something, but it's the same story of Blood Simple. I want to see that. Uh, we yeah. should do that movie. Yeah. I, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah. I really want to see that Unforgiven one, though. But uh, we, should have, we should have Steven back on. Steven is a big fan of Unforgiven, of the Clint Eastwood version. Really? Uh, yeah. Huge fan of that movie. And I would like to have him on to review the, the foreign language remake. Yeah. I think it's um, Ken Watanabe yeah. from... Last Samurai and the newer yeah. Godzilla movies and stuff. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be awesome. So. Cube. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a. It's a good. What do you think about the guy? Like the the high, like the profoundly autistic person. I don't know how to like correctly say that. Yeah. What do you think about his performance? At first, I was, it was like, uh oh. But then at the end, I liked him. Yeah, he was he was clearly someone who like it was a it was a different representation. It was when we were kind of getting there when, you know, post Rain Man where we were like we stopped using the R word to to kind of describe these people mm-hmm. because we we realized that they're working at a certain level of of functionality. It's just their 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 disability is functioning in the rest of the of society. And we started talking about like the spectrum and stuff where you know, there is a way that these kind of people can lead normal types of, of lives because there is some sort of like higher function there. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be using that as a plot device, but also is also, he's not fully disabled. He's not like a stupid person that they have to take care of. He is like a functional member of the team and he's, it is difficult to, to work with and they have to figure out how to do that. He is very much like Rain Man. Mm-hmm. He's similar, or Rain Man's not what Dustin Hoffman's character's name is. <laughs> Actually, that's what Tom Cruise, that's what he calls yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise's Cruise. Name. His Raymond, yeah. and he called Rain Man. I, I, I like that movie too, man. That's a great, I watched that recently. Another Barry it's, Levinson. It's really good. They shot a lot of it, it in El Reno. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, that, that, there's like this motel out there. And then some of it in Guthrie too, I believe. Uh, anyway, his character, that's his, but what he's like, he's good at numbers in the same way that Dustin Hoffman's character. And then yeah, he is like, his whole thing is like, 
I guess on the outside he was given jelly beans for solving math problems or something. And so mm -hmm. he's asking for jelly beans the whole time. He's yeah. great though. And he's un he's an unpredictable he's he makes things so much scarier because sound yeah, triggers traps in one of the rooms and stuff. And they gotta oh. be like, You you gotta be quiet. You it's like they're trying to just like work with him as best they can and, and like but they don't know how to, to deal with him and they don't know how to like treat someone like that yeah you know, like it really does i think that is one of the scenes where a commercial broke broke in and you're just like Dum! no and that happened to me too it was right when he was he made this a uh, spoiler alert. again it, watch the movie before you listen to this but the last guy he's about to jump in and he goes ah or whatever and he's like ah and he's like jumping in and it like cut to commercial when we were watching yeah. it i was like yeah what the fuck <laughs> I don't need these. I don't care about these Tide Pods right now. Okay, I just need yeah. to see like <laughs> what happens. That's the perils um, of it. But I was thinking about it. It's like I guess it still is a fair trade for Tubi and Plex and stuff to do that and Crackle because they are unedited, which is I th very mm -hmm. important in my opinion. Yeah. And so, but it sucks so much how they really inundate you with ads sometimes on yeah. these. Then when we watch like Cube had tons of ads. Hypercube had three ads, maybe. Yeah. Like some of the movies that we watch, like like um the the the, the, the movie that Chalky brought on, uh Massacre oh, Mafia style. Yes. That one that would have like two ad breaks. And yeah. I, I went through a huge chunk of that movie without any ads. That was a terrific but this one. <laughs> that was a crazy so movie. <laughs> yeah. But this one, it would be like, okay, there's an ad break, and then there's like seven ads that play, and then like half of the ads, it's just the same ad you see over and over in the same ad break. And as as someone who professionally traffics ad content and, yeah. and you know, works in a software that traffics ad content, uh, you know, um, what's up with your frequency settings, dude? Like, you know, we have settings on that on our, on our side to prevent that, but also... They got to put seven ads in here. And if it's the same ad three times and that ad break is just like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even own a car. I don't need a, I don't need car insurance that bad. Yeah. We, it, that is, it's horrendous, man. I mean, at least I was able to tune it out this time. I'll never forget the first time this ever happened to me years ago. I was trying to watch a bad Arnold movie, The Sixth Day, I believe. Yes. A crackle. <laughs> and it kept playing this hot dog commercial for Sonic over the, over to like my breaking point. I like, I literally, I never finished the movie. I'll never finish that movie. It turned into like a three hour ordeal because ads just kept hitting over. And like mm. finally it got, it got intense to the point where the movie would play for two minutes and I get hit with an ad. Like something was oh broken God. on crackle. This is like, we're, this Way is back. like seven years ago or something, you know? Yeah. But that's just, that kind of stuff, I always, if I can pay two to three dollars more to have no ads, I do. Well, the, but the thing is, like, I did. So, yeah. Of the, the ads. But when, when I moved to California, mm -hmm. I got rid of a TV for a long time. Like, we didn't move out here with a TV because it was just, it was a, a big thing that we had to haul out. We didn't know where we were going to live or anything. So we just didn't bring a TV. And then uh, all the streaming stuff kind of caught up. And then we finally got a, a TV for a while and we still have one. But like um, I started, I paid, I started paying for YouTube way back. 
uh, when they first started offering that. And it, and I did not realize how, how most people watch YouTube is like with tons of ads. Um, I just, I did not realize that for a long time because hmm. I have never had ads on YouTube. Um, and it's just, it's, I will, I will never go back to, to, I will never give that up. It's like cheap enough that I just can't do it. And I didn't have cable. Uh, so I didn't have to watch television with ads uh-huh. and then I would have like Netflix or something and it was just yeah. like no ad or I would rent a DVD or something. And mm-hmm. it's just, I can't, it's hard to do. It's hard to get back into that now watching like Tubi and Pluto where it's just like ads, ads, ads. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can, <laughs> I can watch like one movie here and then I have to go to like another service that I'm paying for. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, especially when you already are paying for all these services, it's like, God, it's like I almost would cancel if Tubi was like we have an ad-free version. I would cancel Netflix today and sign up for Tubi, which has Masker Mafia style skyscraper starring Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, I've watched that one like, too. That was yeah, <laughs> all the cute movies it has like it has lots of crazy. I mean, it just has like an insane like create like the video. Remember video stores. Before Blockbuster and then Hastings was sort of the only titan in our region that could stand up to them. But Blockbuster kind of killed all mom and pop stores. Well, it's- yeah, they did. And, and so, like, we never went to Blockbuster. Um, we went to, we had a place called Video Warehouse. It was owned by a, cu- a couple uh, that was next to our grocery store. And then That's what I'm after talking that, about. Yeah. And then after that, they, uh, one of the people that who worked there died, one of the owners died suddenly. And we... Um, started going like video update or Cox video or whatever it was at the time opened up and we went yeah. there instead because they would have like like two dollar Tuesdays where yeah. it's like uh, rent one get one free video and- update that's like your luxury of being in the city I mean I grew up in Ponca City and stuff mm-hmm. but like I mean I just loved we had cards and I know my parents like God bless them like they they made it happen because we could rent movies from everywhere and I that's the kind of like brain I have, you know, I'd remember like the grocery store has this, but country general has this, you know? Mm. And like, there was one place that me and I think Eric and like a couple people, anyone that grew up in Ponca know about in my mind, it just looms so large, legendary. It's where <laughs> pro cuts is now and has been <laughs> for many years, but it was this like dark, dank shack and they would smoke cigarettes in there they had adventure island 2 only place that had it for nes they had canine they were the only place that had canine on vhs oh wow but they had big box like horror movies that were like scary and dark yeah. looking they had gourmet the chef from hell i'll never forget that because lucas and later had like a recreation of it and i was like blown away uh but, you know, you remember stores like that and stuff and like, yeah, uh, that's sort of what Tubi is in my mind, you know, right. like, and I wish there was just like an ad free version. Like their selection is dank and crazy. It's pretty top notch. Yeah. I, and I think <laughs> I even watched like an episode of Columbo, uh, <laughs> like, like I think it was on Tubi. Yeah, it was on Tubi. And uh, like a week ago, and it had like Donald Pleasance on it, and he was like a wine snob who murdered his brother. And I was like, dude, this rules. I oh, love holy it. shit. I got to check that like, out. It's, it was so good. It was a great episode. I just like picked it at random. 
And it's just like Columbo is, is, is just good in general. But man, it was like a good episode of, of Columbo. That's Peter Falk, um, right? Yeah. I've yeah. never watched Columbo. Dude, it's fucking, I mean, you know his shtick, right? Where everyone thinks he's like stupid, but he's like really on top of everything. Oh, yeah. And he like, he knows early on um, who who killed someone. He's just got to figure out how to do it. And he just doesn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, he's just like, you see... I knew this whole time. I just had to get you into this trap to make you talk about it. And it's just like, it's like, wow, okay, cool. But, um, yeah. Homer it's, Simpson's it's, impression of him was just having like a lazy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like my maid Columbo, my yeah. thing I know about Columbo. But yeah, I got to check that out, man. I'm going to yeah, check, that check out. Find, find an episode, um, there's a great one with Robert Culp in it that I love. Mm. Um, it's it's a really good. I think it's from season one or two. What what um, would Columbo? How would he have fared in the cube? Do you think? I don't know. See, Columbo probably would have had everyone figured out within the first ten minutes, and just like um, relied on people to. He would ask the right questions to get people into the right spots. Mm. I don't think he would want anyone to get killed. But Columbo is the cube. He, I don't know if he would be the cube. He would not be that mean. Um, if he evolved, though. Yeah, you know, he would definitely like run Dr. everyone Manhattan, out of there. When he evolves <laughs> so high, he can't, he doesn't empathize with humans anymore. God, did you watch that TV series? I didn't watch that, no. I liked that a lot. Like, I didn't care for that movie, but it's like Dr. Manhattan is back in there and it's just like, yeah, he's still got a weakness for women. I like. controversy. <laughs> that's interesting. I controversially liked the movie a lot. Did you? I, I watched, watched it again it in a while. Yeah, I liked it a lot at the time. There, there are parts of it where the tone of the comic really comes in, and but it's so literal. It's such a literal adaptation. It is. Whereas the TV show is an original creation. It is. It is a brand new story created for the television show. And so the, the entire content is made for television. And so they were able to take those characters and adapt that story in a way that it, it was something brand new. And it's, it's crazy because it kicked off the whole Tulsa massacre. Like, like it, like the, people were trying to get that kind of back into the public, you know, the general conversation, but mm-hmm. the Watchmen series starts off in Tulsa, you know, in, in 1921. And yeah, it's like wow, and the whole ser- the whole series takes place in Tulsa. I've heard. And I mean, yeah, that's of course that's extremely interesting. Did they actually film in Tulsa? No, they didn't. But it's like that that event plays so much into the entire story, and it's really it's it's an interesting hmm. piece of TV. Um, it got Jen interested in it, and actually got her to watch the movie, which is why I watched it again. Um, and I'm like, ah. Eh. I mean, I get that there's probably, I was just very dazzled by the style of it all. Mm -hmm. I think, and I like, I really like uh, Zack Snyder's use of slow motion and stuff like that. I think. I don't know. I don't, I think it's so cheesy. Okay, fair enough. I think you and me have talked about this before. I personally think that he has a lot of hits when it comes to action and stuff and how he portrays action versus like the movies, the Transformer Marvel movies, which I kind of 
think of as like the white noise movie. Like I always, in the action scenes, it's just when too much stuff is happening. Yeah, I can see that. Like rocks me to sleep. Like Mm -hmm. that happened to me at the end of uh, all Avengers movies I've seen, all Transformers movies I've seen. Black Panther is probably the most recent one that I was like, okay, I'll give this one a shot. I went and saw it and that had a very, the end is like, it's just too much stuff is yeah. happening, but it's not engaging me though. You know, mm-hmm. and like it just so it rocked me to sleep, but Snyder typically keeps me awake. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know he does I mean? have that. It, I don't know. It's, a, it's a much more like music video style of, of thing. And yeah. I went and saw 300 and I'm like, Oh God. Well, yeah, but I will keep in mind that I'm a huge fan of like Rennie Harland and yeah, I mean, Russell I am too, though. Like, yeah, fair enough. But like, I think that he's, he's more of a, the son of that style of filmmaking though. Yeah, I don't see I don't see a lot of like predator in in the Marvel stuff. You know, it's it, it and and I would I would probably associate that more with with um, Zack Snyder. So I can see where you're coming from, like there. And yeah. So, but y- yeah. But um, but all but like back to Cube. Uh, oh yeah, but back to Cube. I mean, back to Cube. Not, not, not much to say about it. It's like I know. people, they wake up in a cube and they're like, how many cubes is this? I don't know. And then it's just like time lapse. There's just like lots of montages that imply that we're going through tons of cubes right now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's no water, you know, there's no food. No food. People, at yeah. one point, the guy pees and it's like, everyone's like, ooh, it's like, yeah. has everybody you- not peed? Or I like... Well, I'd be like, we're passing a cube. I'm going to open a hatch and we can all poop and pee down the hole. Yeah. Let's see if it sets off a trap or something. And then eventually, <gasps> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be something good to do in the thing because it all yeah. lands on the door and the cubes move. And eventually you open the door with all the poop and the pee. <laughs> Why not? I guess, yeah. I mean, it works. is nobody thinking about that kind of stuff? About the poop and pee? Yeah. Um, I no, be, I mean, I think, I'd immediately be like, I have to take a piss. If I woke up, I'd be like, I have, no, I have to pee. Yeah. Immediately. I mean, and they, and they that, be that, real, that, Cube. That Ren guy, they killed him, or he got killed, and then his body is just there, and they run into that again. So you think they would his like... His face gets melted off by yeah. acid. It's crazy. Like, Cube, yeah. it is kind of a movie that if, like, your mom or dad or... 10-year-old kid can handle some gore. I think that they could show this on TV unedited. I think they would bleep out the F word if they... They, they would F- show it like after like 9 or 10 p.m. But I think like, they could show the part when the guy gets cubed because it's not like... Yeah. It's not like he didn't come across... Like fall apart with spaghetti, blood, veins yeah. and shit. It's very just like... As if kind of cartoony. You cut my arm off, and it was like a ham bone with like meat yeah. and a bone. Like mm-hmm. instead of like how it would be disgusting, yeah. it's not depicted realistically. Yeah, but it's kind oh. of extreme. I I don't know. And then there's a lot more like people getting stabbed and dying that way than you would mm. think in this movie. When you, it's like kind of a wasted opportunity. Like well. Yeah. Could we go back to the room that everybody survived in and have somebody fall in it now? Yeah. And have those spikes kill them or whatever, you know, now? Can we go yeah. back to it and see that trap, like, happen? 
but it's just like they, they tease it and there's no payoff for some of those traps. You're like, yeah, come on. Um, well, cool. I think, I think it's a pretty good time to head over to the big roundup, take a break too. to the big, big roundup. All right. We'll it. be back in just a sec. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. Hey everybody, my name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do would-you-rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one-person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like what kind of ridiculous are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay, all from our very real hot tub. Oh yeah, 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 very real, uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> find Bubbling Questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. All right, we're back, and it's the big roundup. Uh, Cube, 1997. Randy, on a one-to-five-star scale, what do you give Cube? Well, I thought Cube was a, it was a surprise for me. It's one of those movies... That I think someday maybe somebody will do this, render this as a stage play, and it would be mm. like excellent. You know, you know, like I th- I thought the same thing when I was watching this movie. You could almost uh, do an interactive. You walk in and you stand in the center of like all sorts of cubes. You know, yeah. Like in New York, they would do like somebody could do this. I mean. Nobody listens to this podcast, like nobody that would steal yeah. this idea and make this happen. But I swear to God, if somebody had the drive and ambition, you could do that. The audience mm-hmm. sits in the middle of, you know, I don't know, 24 cubes or whatever. And the, the whole thing goes all around and stuff. Wow. That would be cool. Uh, that would be cool. I thought this movie was really good. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, I compared it to Hellraiser earlier, which is a movie that I think is like a masterpiece. It's, I think Hellraiser is sort of, people don't mention it when we talk about greatest debut films of all time. That's Clive Barker's first movie, and mm-hmm. he, by all accounts, didn't know what he was doing. He said that on set. 
And, uh, you know, his crew just like through, he picked all, like all the right people came together and his vision was made in that. I mean, I think Hellraiser is a great movie. This is a great debut film. I've seen now compare that. Now huh? compare that to, uh, to Maximum Overdrive, another writer turned director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I, yeah, conversely, I've never read anything Clive Barker has ever like read, written in novel form. I've read several Stephen King books. Been, we used to have a lot of King. There's an era of CRM where there's tons of King talk, and there hasn't well, been a lot lately. In 2020, I was reading through the, the Dark Tower series. I got so burned I like, out on it, man, because I read one that I hated, and I was like, I'm done with this. For which, which one did you hate? The Langoliers. Oh, that's a bad one, dude. I hated it, yeah. but it was short, yeah. and I was like, I'm going to bust through this. Some people the, like, love it. Read the first two Dark Tower books. Uh, the Gunslinger is short. I've got Needful Things. I haven't read that one yet. It's long, but I want it's one of a movie I love. I've been yeah. wanting to read the book for a long time. I'm anyway. telling you, man, drawing the three, once you get into that book, you will love it. You will right. absolutely but you gotta read the gunslinger first. Okay. Uh no, Randy. my my rating of cube yeah. is four and a half. No. Yes, four and a half stars. I really liked Cube. I'm gonna watch yeah. it again. I I think someday. Scream Factory or somebody will put out a good Blu-ray of it. Yeah. And I will buy it. I liked Cube yeah. 1. I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, that, that, I think it's a good rating. I originally had this at about three and a half. I was like, it's pretty good. It's, it's cheap. But I was like, you know what? I think this is a lot smarter and a lot more well done than your typical, like, essentially direct-to-video movie, you know? Uh, yeah. It came out in 97, and, like, when I was watching this, Jen was like, oh, I thought this movie came out, like, 2016 or something, because it looked like it was something that could have come out back then, mm -hmm. but it came out in, 90, in 97. It came out, you know, 20 years earlier or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think four stars is a good is a good rating for this one. Um, so, yeah, four four from me on Cube, cool. 97. High praise. What do you got? What do you got for recommendations on this one? Well, I when I was watching it, I was thinking sort of like with the way they looked that they were wearing and stuff, it reminded me, and the tone of it even, reminded me of Alien 3, which I had mm. watched recently. I watched the assembly cut, which is them kind of trying to write. The, uh, Fincher apparently didn't want to have any interest in going back himself, but he like blessed them to kind of try to recreate what he had Put together originally yeah and have you ever seen that version of it uh -uh, no the ending has changed there's a lot of things that are totally different i mean it's it's really good it's i don't know this time going in i really appreciated alien 3 like the, hmm. the assembly cut of it so that's that'd be my big recommendation i think uh cool. i i actually i've only I've started Cube Zero a few times, and I keep falling. I started like late at night, and I fall asleep. But I'm already liking Cube Zero a lot more than Cube, Cube two. two. But I think Cube Two is worth watching. It's just like it's just insane to me to rate it higher than Cube One, mm -hmm. or even take it too seriously. It just it's very sci-fi channel. Yeah, like a man gets attacked by CG, and it looks 
horrible. He gets sucked mm-hmm. into it and blended up. It, it presents some cool ideas, but it's still, this one is just so, like, sets up a premise and then runs through it and uses everything pretty much, mm-hmm. aside from going back to a trap and throwing someone in it or something. But, you know, it's, I love this one. I thought it yeah. was great. So Alien 3 is <laughs> my recommendation. You will. Um, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out um, another movie that was kind of like puzzly or, or whatever. But, you know, Pi was one that people compared this to a lot, even though it's like not quite the same type of movie. But it's got, you know, that's another movie that was done for fairly cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is very different stylistically. It is about kind of a puzzle type thing of a guy trying to unlock something uh, in a very different circumstance with very different results. Um, And so spiritually and it, you know, it also came out around the same time. So it's kind of got that same theme of kind of movies that were coming out. And I think Mm -hmm. it would do well. They're different enough that you can watch them back to back and say, Mm -hmm. these are thematically linked. Um, But I haven't um, seen Pi since... I it's was been a long time for me. 15 or 16. Yeah. And I don't really think I was watching it, you know? Yeah. I'd be watching it basically for the, I should watch it again. I, I need to watch, watch it again. It. Uh, yeah. Um, but the other movie that I ended up watching a little bit uh, yesterday, um, because it's now on HBO Max as of this recording, is THX 1138, hmm. uh, which is, you know, another kind of thing where people are kind of trapped in this society and then someone gets out. And it ends very similarly to how Cube ends. Um, I'm talking about like similarly in visuals, uh, how it ends. So it's a very neat take. And that is also, if you don't know that one, that's George Lucas's first big feature. Uh, Coppola produced it. It was shot in the Bay Area. Um, It's got Robert Duvall in it. And it's got a lot of proto Star Wars stuff in it. That's very cool. Uh, It's very sound designy. which is great. Um, it's a movie I really love a whole lot. Now, Lucas has gone back and done the, the Star Wars treatment to that. He's had, added some CGI. It's fine. It's okay. It's not too much. It, it doesn't get in the way to the, uh, the overall movie. I wish it wasn't there, but it doesn't bother me that much. So um, check that out too. THX 1138. Yeah. Now streaming on HBO Max. Go get it. <laughs> well. All right. Let's do plug, plugs real quick. Plugs. Let's do it real quick. Check out Chat Pile. Randy Rules, too. Why not? Also, yeah. get on and rate and review uh, CRM, Cathode Ray yeah. Mission. Uh, great. And, and yeah, for me, uh, again, this show is coming out every two weeks now. And I'm going to try to do it so the off week, when we're off, an episode of SupDoc comes out. That's the documentary review show that I work on. Uh, so you can switch off between a regular movie and a documentary every week. So check out George and Paco doing the SupDoc show uh, wherever you find podcasts. And then Nerd Rage of the Great Debates comes out every Monday. Uh, you know, check that out as well. It's a fun time arguing ab- about fun stuff that doesn't really matter. So, um <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got. Randy, it's, it's, it was a good uh, watching this movie finally with you, and it was great that you watched it also for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so Totally. I'm late. glad because so many people were like, you haven't seen Cube? And now finally yeah. it's like, yeah, I've seen Cube, and I liked it. And the more I think about yeah. it, I like I loved it, I'll say. Like, yeah. 
I'm a big horror fan. People had said it's horror, but it's like horror sci-fi, and you're just thinking, yeah, I don't know. But this is a little more Event Horizon than mm-hmm. Virus. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I would say that. So, yeah, it was a good, it was a good, I mean, again, cheap. It was mostly about that character development, which I really appreciate. Um, so, and it's available. I mean, you can find this movie everywhere. I think even a normie moviegoer would, would get something out of this, would enjoy this in some way. So. Oh, yeah, again, you could do it as a stage play, and yeah. everybody could like. I mean, it's it's just a mystery yeah. movie where it, you're it's in a, a weird, smart movie that's yeah. not going to really go over anyone's head. It'll surprise you, but it won't really go over your head at all. Whereas something like Stalker is like, like all right, all right, let's explain what's going on, and like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, uh, that that will definitely go over some people's heads, and it's like I'm not going to show that to just anyone. Mm-hmm. Cube though, I'm like, oh no, you should check that movie out. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, well, cool, man. Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's enjoy our weekend. Indeed. Um, yeah, I gotta yeah. go immediately do some other stuff tonight. I'm playing a show cool. this evening outside. Yeah. <clears throat> Wonderful. Yes. Getting back into it. Mm-hmm. So solo, not with the band. Not with the Don't band. Get too excited, people. <laughs> Your solo stuff is great, Randy. Oh, thank you. I I love your solo stuff. Yeah. Uh, All right, man. Uh, Let's wrap it up. Say goodbye. Randy. Goodbye. In two weeks. See you later. uh, With something else. I think we have some fun stuff planned, so. Oh, yeah. We're we're truly going to be putting some tuxedos on. Hell, yeah. We are. Indeed. So. All right. (laughs) See you in two weeks. See you. Later. Bye.